You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. of For Your Distraction. I am one of your hosts. My name is Adam, and with me, as always, is Scott. How are we doing, Scott? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Okay. And you didn't open up with any manscaping or... Uh, no, we covered any, that last any, episode. Any stories about your private parts yet, so... Nah, that's always a great start. It's it's like it's like they always say keep keep, always a great keep, keep them wanting keep them wanting you know you can't do it all the time you got to keep them wanting so I was gonna say I don't know how I sound to the listeners right now but we've been having some audio issues the last couple of episodes I you can understand you can hear me you can understand me but I have like an echo I sound like I'm in a tunnel. And we can't get to the bottom of this. We have no idea what's wrong. Yeah, I have no clue. So I've decided to switch to a different computer. I'm using my school laptop to uh, do the recording on this, like like old school style, like we used to do, except we're not in the same room anymore still. So I'm um, going to try it this way. I'm going to see if it works. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then I don't know. Go from there. Yeah, uh... I apologize if right now I sound like an idiot, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to muscle through this and see if it works. You know what? That's life. That's what we'll say. That's life. Okay. Okay. So, how you doing uh, this past week, Scott? Anything uh, fun happened to you? Any any uh, new things? Um, I gotta you know, li- I, I, I have to live vicariously through you because I, I'm a busy busy boy. So. I don't sleep and I do a lot of reading, so I gotta live through you. Anything new? Not too much. Not too much. Not really. This week has been, uh, I guess, what you call the new norm. Is that what we're? Is that the word we're using? I suppose. If you mean the, shit, the... shit life, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know me. I have a. I have a special place in my heart for high school football. And high school football started back this week, Adam. Really? Yes, yes, high school football. Actually, all football starts back. Uh, NFL started this week, too. Tomorrow there's a bunch of games, and I love football. But I especially wanted to talk about high school football because it's it's very interesting because I didn't think it was going to happen. I honestly thought schools would be remote. They'd be doing online lessons, and there wouldn't be any sports. But uh, I can't speak for every place across the across the nation, but where we live in Western Pennsylvania, football is king, man. 
I still and, uh, I still fall under the under the thought that people that don't have kids in high school really being into high school football is a little weird. I'm gonna be honest with you. I still fall under that under that guys. I get it. It's like a town thing where like the town is all big about their high school football and everything like that. It's just it's just weird to me. It's it's weird watching a bunch of little young boys, underage boys, run around tackle each other. It's a little weird. So I I have kids, but I have two girls, and they're both quite young. Yeah. So I don't I don't have a dog in the fight. I have I have no uh, players I know, and yet I. So is it weird for me to to listen to games on the radio or watch them on TV or or even go in person when that was a thing that we could do? Is it weird for me to do that? Is it weird for you to do that? That's that's up to you. Is it? Do I think it's weird in general? I mean, a little bit, maybe. College, college, I can understand. I guess. I guess. How, how is it any different than college? Because they're not young kids that you're rooting for to beat each other up. I guess they're adults who have made decisions and they've decided to do something as an adult, as opposed to a 15 year old that's like, I'm gonna join the football team and they get beat up by a bunch of other fucking people. Uh well that's okay. a little that's a little weird. That's fine. You're allowed to think that I think it's completely normal and the area where we live, I would say the vast majority of people agree with me because it's it's wild, man. The fact that football's even happening, um, it wasn't gonna happen, but then people got all pissy. All these boomer Karen moms started complaining to the governor and they decided, Okay, all right, we'll have football. I mean, you but could no do fans. you could do football safely. NFL's no. doing it. NFL's doing it. You can't make like, the excuse. You, under- you can't make the excuse that high school football can't happen if NFL is going to happen. You can't have that excuse. Well, I, frankly, I don't think the NFL, college football, or high school football should happen. But nobody listens to me, and yet here we are. There's no way to physically distance while playing football. No, but the you. Uh, you literally have to tackle the person on the opposing team but the idea becomes it becomes it turns goes from that to being like now it's just a pain in the ass to do it because everybody's got to get tested all the time everybody's got to social distance all the time and if they don't do that shit then everything goes to hell there was an issue that happened at where i work the college i work at where one person decided to fuck up and go to like a go to like slipper rock for a party and they ended up like catching COVID, and then the entire football team had to quarantine. Like a hundred other students had to quarantine until they got tested because they were in contact. It was a crazy thing, but I mean, it, there's a way to do it safe, I guess. So, okay, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's happening. People complained, and then they were going to do football with no fans, zero fans, and then they said, and people complained about that, and then they said. Okay, okay, we'll allow, like, I think they said originally, like, 25 fans, just like the parents of the players. And then they complained about that. Now there's a limit of, like, 250 people Jesus who, are allowed to, who are allowed to go to the football. Oh, 250 is nothing, man. That's, like, empty, empty, empty seats. No, but there's still a lot of people in the age of COVID, you know, right now, so. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, think of how big a football field is and a football stadium is. Only having 250 people there, you can you can physically distance that. You yeah you but can but the question is, will they? 
Well, I think they're required to wear masks, at least in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I can't speak for every state. They're required to wear masks, and they have, like, partitions of the bleachers, like, roped off. So I think I think they're kind of being forced to do that. But the people are still complaining because they're saying, hey, 250 isn't enough. Because when you talk about, you know, the parents, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles of every football player, every band member, every cheerleader on both teams, when you start adding that up, you're way past 250 real quick. And so people are complaining about it. Like, I'm just, it annoys me, man. Like, just be happy. Just be happy your kids are getting to play football. Just be happy they're getting to play the flute in the band. Because a couple months ago, none of us thought this was happening. Yeah. And it probably shouldn't be happening. It would probably There's probably going to be another spike because of this football season. But nonetheless, we're here. Just deal with it, people. I'm annoyed. Well, it's happening, guys. I mean, you can still enjoy it. You can still enjoy it from the radio, so... Oh, yeah. I, I don't go to games. I listen to them on the radio. And the radio does a fantastic job of playing the games. I love it. Love it. Well, sports are coming back then, so that's that's good. People are loving that. So. Yep. Yep. I know you're not much of a sports guy. Yeah. You know I am. I am a sports guy, so I'm very excited. But it's not the same. I, I, I don't have that same... Like, when football season starts, normally I'm just... I got I got a rock hard boner. I'm just like on cloud nine. I'm loving this. This year it's like, oh yeah, football starting. Yeah, there's still two hundred thousand dead people, and we're having football. It's kind of surreal, but whatever. I mean, it, welcome to America. Welcome to America. That's capitalism, pretty much. So, have you been watching anything then lately? Yeah, we like we know, like to get up to date with what stuff we're watching. So, I. I mean, last week I talked a bunch about the shows I was watching. Um, I don't need to reiterate some of those shows. I'm still watching those ones. But there was two new ones. I think I briefly talked about both of these last week, but I watched this week both of these series a lot. I finished season two of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Um, have you watched season one of that? I haven't watched episode one of that. I haven't watched any okay. of it. Okay, I recommend it. I think it's a good show. I liked season one more than I liked season two. I mean, that's that's typical. That's common. Yeah. Uh, but I still thought I still thought season two was pretty good. I just enjoyed season one a little bit more. Um, Ellen Page is in it. I think you know the premise, right? Uh, it's, something about weird superheroes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like uh, the Kmart version of X Men. Yeah. There's like a school. There's like a school and these these kids that have weird circumstances to how they were born, and they were all born with powers, and and you know weird things start happening. Then there's the time travel element and the alternate universes element, and it, it's kind of cool. It's an, it's entertaining. So I know your life is crazy right now with school and work and everything, but whenever no whenever idea. things settle back down, whenever things settle back down. I recommend watching uh, the Umbrella Academy. Well, that I think it's pretty good. That'll be on my list uh, come Thanksgiving then. So okay, okay. And the other one I'm not finished with. I just I started it. I'm only a couple episodes in. And again, we mentioned this last week briefly. 
but that's season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, I've, I've been looking forward to that. How's that so far? Uh, pretty good. You you watched season one, I'm guessing? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and you liked season one. Oh, I loved it. It was it was amazing. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. I thought too. This season started off a little bit slow. They introduced a couple new characters. Um, boy, though, the villains in this, you really love to hate them. That good, huh? Yeah, you really... I mean, it's it, 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 same thing as last last season. You know, you got Homelander, who's supposedly the, the super... the good guy, but behind the scenes, he's a real fucker, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's a fucking horrible person. Yeah, yeah. He sucks. He's like and, a mass-murdering shithead. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah and they, they go even further beyond that. You really hate this guy. And the whole idea of i'm using air quotes here the seven which is like the seven main superheroes in, in this the boys universe yeah uh they are kind of a take on the justice league like homelander is supposed to be like superman mave is supposed to be like wonder woman the deep is supposed to be like aquaman a train is supposed to be like the flash like it's totally the justice league yeah if the just if the members of the justice league were absolute douches and assholes and that's what we have with this show yeah it's 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 a great show and i and i absolutely love it i've been looking forward to season two i think i saw like the trailer for it and it seemed like they introduced like a new new pseudo villain who had like electrical storm powers and i was like this chick looks like she is a bad ass yeah she's she's like uh storm from yeah. the x-men she can control weather and shit like she can shoot lightning and and fucking make tornadoes and shit so it's storm from the x-men is her powers if storm was like a huge racist <laughs> okay <laughs> so so that's what you have now <laughs> That's horrible. That's, ter- yeah, it that's is. terrifying. It is. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's good. I again put that on your list when Thanksgiving rolls around. You get a nice sized break. Definitely watch season two of The Boys. I would definitely like to wait till Thanksgiving because I heard that they're rolling out like season two on a week by week basis. They are. They are. And did they do that last time? They might have. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I watched it late, so I don't remember if they did that last time or not. But I know they were doing it this time. That's what I heard. So I don't remember them doing that last time. They might have. I might have just not watched it right away. I might have just. I remember binge watching that show, and I kind of wish I could binge it again, and I can't because they're only releasing one episode every week, and that I hate that shit, man. Yeah. I, lo- I love binge watching like good shows. Yeah, it's it's a show worth binging. So they might have done that for season one, and I just didn't start it. It was all out. That's probably what happened. But this time, I wanted to binge it again, and I'm not able to. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. So those are the. So two that's sh- pretty much it. Yeah, that's the two shows that I've been, I've been watching right now. So um, uh, I want to I want to talk about something then real quick. Real quick, this this came to mind, and I've had this in my back pocket for a little bit. Um, do you remember, Scott, the movie Twister? Of course, yes. 
uh, starring Helen Hunt, Bill Paxson, a bunch of ragtag group of people chasing storms and trying to study tornadoes and things like that. Who would you say was the antagonist of that movie? You there? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, I was thinking. Oh, okay. Um, who, who would you say was their antagonist? I mean, I mean, Carrie L's character was kind of a jerk. He was just like their rival, but he wasn't really a bad guy, you know? Like, that's spoilers. That... Spoilers. Like, Twister's a great fucking movie. It's from like 1996. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. So I'm, I'm hoping most people listening to this have seen the movie Twister. But when, uh, when Carrie L's character dies. Everybody's like sad. They're like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, he sucked. He was a jerk. He's a dickhead. We didn't want him to die. Like, you know, that's crazy. That's, that's so. I would argue. I would argue maybe the tornado. The tornado itself is the antagonist. That's what you would think, but I mean, if you're te- if you're thinking about it, technically, Carrie L's character is like the antagonist of the group because he's touted from the beginning of the movie all the way up till his death that he's as like corporate sellout villain guy who's just you know he's not as he's not as pure as the ragtag group of adventurers that were you know following on this movie and everything like that and so you can almost say like because bill Paxton's and helen hans characters hate him there it's like a uh it's almost like a cheerful moment like you didn't want to see him die but when you saw him die there was like people like yeah fuck that guy yeah i guess you should have listened to fucking bill Paxton and like like you got that vibe, right? No, I didn't get that vibe at all. I like, yeah, the, like I said, the guy was a douche. He totally ripped off. They they invented that machine. The, the whole plot of the movie is this Dorothy to get these little balls to go into the tornado. He totally ripped them off. He made the, the thing he called dots, which yeah. was completely ripping them off. And he was just. Yeah, he was a corporate sellout, and he had all the fun tech equipment while they were just a bunch of, like you said, ragtag dopes. But uh, did he deserve to die for that, Adam? I'm going to resoundingly say no, he didn't deserve to die. I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I've always, like, it, I'm not going to say I've always heard this and stuff like that, but I mean, any like, a lot of times when you hear people talk about Twister, like, yeah, fuck Carrie character, he's the bad guy, like, he's the kind of, a, he's the dickhead and shit like that, fuck that dude. I was always like, why though? Like, even if he's a corporate sellout, it's like he's he took corporate money to do science. Like, that's what he did. It's not like he took corporate money so he could like make up a bunch of T-shirts and hats with his company logo on it and sell it on on like Amazon or whatever or whatever the equivalent was back in the. There 90s. was no Amazon then. That's why I said no, whatever the equivalent was, was back no in the. Amazon then. But like, you know what I mean? Like, he it's not like he he took the corporate money and he put it towards you know science and he was doing arguably the same thing that the they our heroes were doing but like you know almost better honestly i would argue carrie ellis is the hero of this story wouldn't go that far he's Although the hero i do love i do love carrie ellis as an actor i he, do he's he was the hero that we needed but didn't deserve that's what he was uh, i don't know what planet you're from um <laughs> I mean, we. I love the Princess Bride. I love Robin Hood Men in Tights, but his his character in here was not the same kind of character as the the do good that we're used to. But but I would argue Bill Paxton's character 
was just as much of a sellout in the movie. He was also an asshole, too. He was! I, he was a dick! Smoking hot, Helen Hunt, in her prime. She's wearing, like, a, a white tank top the whole movie. Yeah! She was fine in that film. This is, like, pre-mad about you, Helen Hunt. Yeah, hell yeah, I would. And he just up and leaves her and all of his friends. And they weren't friends. They were a fucking family. And he just decides to give all that up to chase some dream that he never really had of being a meteorologist, a weather person. And he settles down with that therapist lady. I gotta go. We got cows. Yeah, fuck fuck Bill Paxton's character, man. Well, not even just that, but, he but did like see he, the light. He did. He, he did see the light at the end. He was also kind of an asshole and everything like that because he went through this whole thing with his current, his current fiance, wife, whatever, the therapist lady, and then in the end, just kind of like kicks her to the curb in the middle of a fucking storm. Like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Like, there's a tactful way to do that. Oh man, yeah. Like, very tactful, but he just decided not to go about doing that. That movie is the movie that made me afraid like, of storms that... as a kid. That is the movie that made me afraid of storms as a kid because when I when that movie came out, I was only a couple years living in Pennsylvania and I lived in California my entire life. So I've never I to this day I've never actually seen a tornado or experienced a tornado. But that's the movie where I watched and I was like, wait, wait, that's a tornado? Like that that's kind of like what a tornado is and what it does. Fuck this shit. Why does anybody live in this area? And so every single time there's like a really bad storm where it's like, oh, we got tornado watches. I'm, I've always had this thing of like, oh shit, here comes the fucking twister. Huh. Yeah. Seen tornadoes. And uh, although we don't live in, I'm using quotes again here, Tornado Alley, which they talk about in the movie. We do have a high frequency of summer storms where we live. And uh, there's been tornadoes. I mean, not like destroyed our homes or killed people we know, but there's been tornadoes in our area. Fuck Twisters. I, I will say, I got a fun story about the movie Twister, okay? All right. So, I think it was like 96 around then. I'm actually on vacation. I went, my family and a friend of mine's family, we went to Stone Harbor, New Jersey. And there's a beach there. So we're at the Jersey Shore, right? GTL at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> and um, it was it was a rate. And, and I was there with my friend. I'll change his name for story's sake. We'll call him Josh. Okay. So my friend Josh and I and his he his family owned a beach house there. Josh was loaded, man. He was all, he always had the best stuff. So it was really cool that I got to go on vacation. And uh we were spending time at the beach doing things kids do. And it was a really crappy day. It was a rainy, yucky day. And um, his dad comes to us. He goes, hey, do you guys want to go see a movie instead of because uh, it's rainy? And we're both like, yeah, there was two movies that had just opened up. One of the movies was Twister. The other movie was Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 1. Okay. Now, have you seen you've seen Twister because we just talked about yes. it. Yes. Have you seen the Have you seen the first Mission Impossible movie? I'll be honest with you. I've not seen any Mission Impossible all the way through. I've seen bits well, and pieces of a bunch of them, but I've never seen one all the way through. 
Well, I'm going to have to write that down because now that's an option for Quartz of Cinema. Oh, you but better find any... it on a streaming service because I don't think they exist. So, well, at, at any rate, we were deciding on what movie we would see. I wanted to see Mission Impossible. I had a huge chub for spy movies. My dad and I, we always watch some of the old Bond films together. So I'm like, yeah, I totally want to see Mission Impossible. But Josh, he wanted to see Twister. And Fucking Josh. I was like, no. Yeah, so we had an argument right then and there. I, I was open to seeing Twister. I was. But I wanted to see Mission Impossible. He was dead set against seeing Mission Impossible. He only wanted to see Twister. So Josh's dad says, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll flip a coin. We'll flip a coin. Whoever wins the coin toss... That's what movie you go see. Okay? That's the democratic way. Am I right? Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I went into this coin toss thinking to myself, if I lost this coin toss, I would absolutely go see Twister. No questions asked. We did the coin toss. Guess what? I won, motherfucker. I won the coin toss. And what does Josh say? He goes, that's fine, but I'm still not going to go see that movie. What a dick. What a dick, right? The, the the deepest, darkest pit of hell is reserved for people who welch on bets. So I'm just saying I'm just saying it. At any rate, at this point, he's my friend. I want to go see a movie with him. So I'm like, but I, I have a principle. To, to, I got to stand up for myself. I yeah. can't renege now. I can't, I can't fold. I can't be a little limp noodle here. So I said, no, I won the coin toss. You have to come see my movie. No, I'm not doing it. Long story short here, Adam. I went to go see Mission Impossible by my damn self, where Josh and his dad went to go see Twister. I was so pissed. I'm still mad. <laughs> 20 fucking 20. <laughs> I'm still mad about this. How old were you at this time? This. How old were you at this time? I was in... It was 96, so I'd have been like six fucking grade. Yeah, that's what a pouty little bitch. You're not, you're not still friends with them, I hope. You don't talk uh, to them anymore, right? Like the guy. No, I have. Uh, I think we're friends on social media, but that's about it. Like I don't hang out with them, talk to them too much anymore. But no, we were friends after this. This wasn't a deal breaker for me. It fucking probably should have been, but it wasn't. How do you not every year? Every year, on like around that day, you do not. How do? You, how's it you don't post on his wall some mean picture about this? <laughs> Something of your own creation, like remember this day or some shit like that. The answer. I have an answer to that question. And as both movies are both movies are good, but now in my old age, I fucking like Twister better. <laughs> I should have went and saw Twister, but he's never gonna know that. I'm never gonna admit that. I like Twister better than Mission Impossible 1. I think you just admitted it right now. So I, I like Twister more than Mission Impossible 1. That doesn't mean I dislike Mission Impossible 1. I think it's a good movie. But had I go back in time, I would probably choose Twister. But I didn't know that at the time. And it was the point that I won the coin toss and we should have went and saw my movie. And that's all I have to say about that. Oh, fuck Josh and all Josh's. Fuck Josh. 
Oh, anyway, speaking of movies, though, I, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. Not last week, but a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, the Disney live-action movie Mulan. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up, and, and, and you you went off on this movie. You were pissed as hell, and you were pissed at me because I said that I was going to pay the extra 30 Yeah, because you're part of the problem. Pay- Listen, I thought about it after I went back and I listened to our show, and I don't feel like I defended myself enough on air. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Listen, you are flipping out over an extra $30. When I go to the movies and I take both of my children and we buy snacks and drinks, and it's like 10 bucks for a ticket now, spending well over 30 anyway. Which point? Or is that... To see a brand new movie. Yeah, but you're also seeing it on like a huge gigantic screen, not your uh, 35-inch screen that's on your entertainment center. So. Larger than 35-inch. <laughs> Everything with me is huge, Adam. Everything about me is huge. No, I'm just like you went crazy about this, flipping out, and I, I don't. I didn't see a big deal. Well. I want to asterisk marks here on this argument because since we talked about that, Disney released an announcement that they will offer Mulan for free to anybody who has Disney Plus starting in December. Yeah, because people were pissed off about it. People, reali- you were. People, you reali- were. Not there, me. there were tons of people that were pissed off. People realized it was not a good deal. Like, what was the point of it? Disney, it's a di- fine deal. It's not a, it's not a fine deal. If anything, it should be way cheaper than that because Disney doesn't have to pay for the, doesn't have to pay the cost to like ship the movie out to all the different movie theaters and all this other bullshit and everything like that. So they're saving a significant sum by just simply putting it on streaming like that. And you know what? You you can say, oh, I've got a whole family, so you know it's it's fine for me to pay $30 because you know I'd be paying well more than $30 if I went out to the movie theater uh what about us fuckers uh, what about us lonely hearts Scott you ever think about us huh? us it's all lo- about you is it it's all about you you know I don't we don't ha- not all of us have families to love us and cherish us at, at the night some of us are alone in our houses with uh, just a cat or a dog and you know what we, we we have to get by somehow think about the lonely hearts for once God Disney plus is catered toward family fun entertainment it's for the families you just you just rubbing it you just like to rub it in people's face that's all that's all i'm hearing I like to rub it in people's all face. i'm gonna say is you got your way adam i am not gonna spend the 30 dollars in september when i can wait a couple of months until december and get it for free good now you're part of the solution plus- Welcome to the solution, Scott. Plus, I heard the reviews weren't very good, which is disappointing to me because I was excited to see it. Yeah. Do you want to know? I've I've read a lot of reviews, and a lot of reviews are like, "Well, there's no Chang, no music, and no Mushu. Why it it like it just didn't hit the mark?" Then there were a lot of people that were like, "I want my funny comic relief Mushu. I want Chang, and I want music, and there's none of that in there. So what the fuck is the point?" It is true effing story, man. Who cares? Mulan, 
Mulan was a real person in Chinese history who really did cross-dress and gender bend and go fight in a fucking war and kick ass. Yeah, That's but why. yeah, but there nobody. There was no cartoon dragon in real life. Yeah, but there nobody wants no to hear. Song. Guess what? Nobody wants. They they don't want that story. They want their childhood. That's the whole point of doing these live action is that people want their childhood. And if you're gonna take the thing that's called that the name of the movie from their childhood and then remove everything they they loved as a child, guess what? They're not gonna like it. Doesn't matter whether it's a true. Nobody cares. Guess what? Nobody nobody gives a shit if it was a true story or not. Nobody gives a fuck. They want funny Eddie Murphy voice talking to a cricket and a horse and saying dishonor on you dishonor on your horse dishonor on everything they 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 want that funniness they want the good music for your information it was dishonor on your cow if you're gonna quote Eddie murphy <laughs> get it the fuck right and listen and listen you can still go on disney plus and watch the animated classic mulan from 1998 and you can still get all of that scott this is a different no 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 let scott. me finish this, let me finish. This is a different adaptation. This is a more historical representation. Yes, there's no singing, dancing Donny Osmond in it. Sorry about your luck. But you can still watch the other one. It's still there. This is something different. God, you're just as bad as the fucking Trekkies who don't like to see anything new with Star Trek. Just shut up and let people enjoy things. For Christ's sake. Scott, what, what? do we want? A girl worth fighting for. <laughs> oh. just, just saying. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till Mulan drops for free on Disney Plus in December. You and I are both going to watch it. We're going to come back here and we're going to tear this movie apart. And I can't wait. Hey, Scott. Let's yes. get down to business. To defeat the Hun? To defeat the hun yeah dude yeah it's fucking fire i don't anyway yeah and the live action's got none of that magic so no all right well we'll see i will i will reserve judgment but from what i hear it's missing that and it really needed it so we'll see we shall see come christmas time all right where are we taking the conversation from here uh is it is it course of cinema time um, you know what? I think uh, it's about course of cinema time. We let's do it. We we I realized last week or the past couple episodes, couple episodes, we've been running a little long, and I think course of cinema takes us about almost twenty five thirty minutes by itself just talking about yeah. these movies. So we're at that mark. So I think maybe we should just jump right into course of cinema. Let's do it. Let's do it. For those of you that is are just listening for the first time and don't know what we're talking about, we decided to do a thing where there are movies, not necessarily newer movies, a lot of times they're older movies or within the past like decade or so, where one of us has seen it and the other one has not. So to get each other to watch these movies, we decided to each each week we would pick a movie for the other person to watch that the other person has already seen. So Scott will pick a movie for me that he's seen that I have not and vice versa for him. So let's remind the listeners real quick of the movies that we picked for each other. Um, I chose The Guest for Scott, starring um, Dan, what's his name, from Legion. Dan. Dan what? Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, thank you. Yes. And yes. then Scott and, and picked something for, for you. Me. <laughs> yes. 
for you, I chose the movie uh, Finding Purpose. Uh, yeah, and, and if you're at home and you, you did your homework, we want to say thank you. But uh, if not, though, you might have not heard of the movie Finding Purpose. It is a low-budget B-movie that was filmed locally near where Adam and I live. Um, and I watched it. And the only reason I watched it, and this is this is something coming up, I'm not going to do it to you right away, Adam, but Finding Purpose actually has a sequel. It's called Finding Purpose 2, The Road to Redemption. And that movie I also watched. And our good friend Laura, who's been on the show before, she's actually in that movie. And she had been wanting both of us to watch it for a long time. And um, I know you won't. So I was going to pick that <laughs> one, one, one of these weeks to be your course of cinema. But I wanted to give you this one first because you can't watch number two without watching the first one. You won't know who the characters are and such. Oh, that's insane. So, yeah. uh, yes. But I'm not going to torture you. I'm not going to pick uh, Finding Purpose 2 next week right back. But I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. Scott, I, I appreciate I'm... it. I really do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you <laughs> went first last week. Yes. I'll go first this time because yeah. I'll talk about I'll talk about more than likely the better of the two movies. Um, you think? I'm going to talk about the movie The Guest, and you said yes. It was it was starring Dan Dan Stevens. Um, was it a Netflix original or was it just mm, on Netflix? No, it, I I I'm pretty sure it was like a feature. This movie is like 2014 or some shit like that. Okay. Like I think it was like okay. a feature film. So. Okay. So I wasn't sure about that. But uh, let me just say, let me start by saying Dan Stevens, he does a really great job in this movie. Um, and I love him as an actor. Like, we, we talk about him a lot um, because Since he's Legion, the star. Yeah. I mean, he's the star of the series Legion, which, I mean, we talk about that so much because it's one of my favorite all-time shows. And you just recently finished the final season of Legion, so we talked about it. He's the star of that. So good. Uh, he plays the he plays the character David in Legion, and which I thought was interesting. His character in the movie The Guest is also named David. I know. So you know, I had a hard quick, time. Quick, like, quick quick side note. By the way, I forgot to mention this when we talked about the last season of Legion. Um, if you turned on the subtitles whenever you he like was talking himself in his head the whenever you had the subtitles on david was spelled different for like each individual like alternate ego like one was spelled d dvd the other one was spelled david with like in a weird saying like so they actually in the subtitles spelled the names differently depending on which david was talking which i thought was an interesting thing i did not watch legion with subtitles so i missed that yeah anyway that's neat i might i might have to go back and try that because that sounds interesting uh, but anyway, back to the guest. Um, yeah, yeah, he. I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, the movie itself was. I'm gonna go. It was just okay, Adam. Yeah. It was. It was just okay. It was a suspenseful thriller. Um, you know, the classic. I mean, we've seen this trope many times in the past. Uh, it's somebody pretending to be somebody who he's not, and he assumes an identity of somebody and turns out to be not a very good person and well like uh, in this movie pra praise on an innocent family 
in this movie he's not faking his identity he's his identity is real he's just lying about uh uh events in his past like he really was in the military but he was a part of some special forces kind of experiment thing that was going on or some shit like that which was kind of a a plot hole to me they never explained the experiment that was done uh the guy who was like the head guy in charge of it who eventually was hunting him toward the end of the movie he doesn't really specify what was done, but all he did was say um, he assumes an identity and his sole purpose is to protect that identity like he would protect himself. And he, I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, that's everybody. I like, took it as course. I took it as brainwashing. It's just it, it was it was like an intense military style brainwashing, almost like like spy-esque sleeper cell kind of brainwashing thing that they were experimenting with that went wrong also took it as psychological conditioning too yeah but they don't come out they don't come out and say that they don't come out and say that we have no idea and this guy's like a fucking super soldier too man he's like hella strong he's like great with weapons he like fights oh and i will say the the fucking coolest scene is when he goes to the bar and beats up those high school kids. Yes, in the bar. I'll be honest with you. That's that scene is what made me want to go back and watch this. Like I think it was like a month ago I watched it because I saw that just a clip of that like on Facebook or something like that. It was a question. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this movie and watched that scene. And I saw that whole scene. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back and watch this movie because that scene is so fucking cool. That scene was cool. Um, to set the scene a little bit, he he goes to a family of a, a boy who was killed in battle and he claims to be a friend of him they served together uh which we don't know whether was true or not there was there's some gray area there but uh the, the guy who died had a younger brother and he kind of like takes him in who's being he, this kid's being bullied at school yeah so he follows these high school kids who go to a bar to fucking drink some and this is the, this is what's what, wrong with those towns that take football high school football too seriously. It's this shit right here, Scott. This is a perfect example. I mean, I played high school football, and I don't know of any bar that ever let high school kids come in and drink. I do know of like convenience stores and gas stations that would sell us cases. They didn't care, and we would go drink in a field. But no, there was no bars because that's that's like you fucking lose your liquor license, your bar is closed down. Yeah. Like there was no place. Now wherever they lived, maybe maybe they're okay. Maybe there are places. That it was do like that. a super small town, like really small town. So yeah. where this kind of takes place. But he goes to this bar and he corners the kids that were bullying the little boy, the the younger kid. And he gives them one of the most epic beatdowns in a bar fight. It was pretty fucking awesome. That might have been the coolest part of the movie. And what's really cool about it is that he did it in a way where he forced them to attack him first. So he could play it off as if, like, self-defense almost. Like, he yeah. went to the bar with the kid that was being bullied. And he basically ordered, like, the girls that were with the football players, like, a, like some blowjob shots. And then he ordered uh, the football players like a apple teeny or daiquiri or some girly style drink 
and they come over and here's the scariest part is they come over and they like throw it in his face and there's that moment where you have that uh where you have his like his just face is just like he closes his eyes and almost looks like he's gonna like freak out and just fuck somebody up and he just like wipes it away and he gets this eerie smile on his face and you're like holy shit yeah. this dude is this dude means business and that look he did there was in legion when he changes from david to legion yeah and I fucking love it. He's a, he he's got that look down. That's his look. Yeah. So yeah, dude. Um, another thing I thought was crazy toward the end of the movie when the the girl they're trying to get away and they go to the high school or the rec center or wherever it was that was having the Halloween dance. Yeah. What? And a fucking high school in a small podunk town puts on a Halloween dance of that magnitude. Yeah, that was that haunted house. Like you walked into the front door of the gym, and it started the haunted house, and it was like this huge yeah. maze. It's like, what the fuck kind of effort are you putting into this? Sense. Like, I hope every one of your kids has a laptop computer, because if you're shelling out this kind of money to put on a fucking haunted house in your gymnasium, sweet Jesus! No wonder your kids are alcoholics and go to bars. Yeah. I mean, it was fucking cool. I would have paid money to go to that haunted house. That's how cool it was. And it was for high school kids at a dance. I I really enjoyed this movie. I, I, I agree with you. It's just okay. It's not like an amazing movie. But as far as like thriller, borderline mystery movies go, this is this kind of like is really cool. And it's, it's really cool like... You mentioned that he has to protect his identity at all costs, and he can't like let it let it go or like let him get found out. And the, you have that moment where he's found out, and he decides to take out the family. Like, yeah, he kills the yeah. mom first, real quick. And he, what's scary about it is he's almost regretful that he's doing it. Like, he even looks at her and he says, "I'm really sorry about this, ma'am," and just like cuts her throat, or, like stabs her in the chest, something like that, with that kitchen knife. And mm-hmm. then when he leaves and he escapes and he's in the car, he sees the dad driving down the road. And as opposed to just driving right past him, he plows right into him and then shoots him. So yeah. like he, he cannot let his – like you said, he cannot let his identity be found out. He has to take cover his tracks at all costs, whether he wants to or not. And, and they had to write it that way because any normal person, once you're found out and there's like – mercenaries there with automatic weapons trying to kill you like drive fucking past the dad don't worry about stopping at the diner or the school just fucking leave get the fuck out of there and go assume a different identity somewhere dude that but, diner oh, scene no. that diner scene holy shit like when he, when he went to go get uh, to the main care like the daughter's best friend that he screwed at that party like he went to go co- cover tracks with her shoots her twice in the chest and then drops like two grenades in the diner to kill every all the all the patrons just saw him do that there were families with yeah. like little kids just eating lunch at a table and he walks in and throws grenades and, and fucking kills everybody yeah like so he could cover wow. his fucking tracks so i was like holy shit this dude not yeah. he, and he doesn't even like break character like he doesn't like no remorse in his face at all he just does it and then walk like here's a matter of fact you gotta die boom and he walks away yeah it, 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 uh, that that was something that i didn't care for and they they tried to 
they tried to write it off as, oh, well, it's how he's conditioned. It's the experiments we performed on him. He has to cover all his tracks to protect his identity. And I'm like, that's kind of a stupid thing, if you ask me. It makes like, sense. It makes sense. I, it it, 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 it kind of makes sense in the way of, like, when you think about military stories and, like, when you think about, like, spies and stuff like that, like, hardcore spies, yeah, they're going to absolutely try to cover all the cover all their tracks and make sure that anybody who saw their face or heard their name are dead like they can't say anything they cannot repeat what they said so even if he went in there to kill that girl like even all the other people that are just sitting there eating they they don't know him they don't know his name but they certainly saw his face and they saw him like doing all the stuff so he's got to take care of them too at the same time it's one of those like villainous kind of like government uh experiment things that you just kind of hate like you just turned him into a monster because you guys are just fuckheads well i think somewhere self-preserve self-preservation has to be on that list <coughs> and if he was a smart soldier he would have got the fuck out of dodge maybe come back later and kill him but the, yeah the block was hot homeboy <laughs> needed homeboy needed to bounce and I love Dan Stevens. I think he did a great job in this movie. I love the fight scene. But it was just little quirky things like that that didn't make sense to me. That, that That's why it's just an okay movie. Plus, we've seen the whole assumed identity, you know, being some dangerous person living with the family. We've seen this before. That's nothing new. So that's why I, it's just an okay movie. But I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. Plus, he survived in the end too so or they left it up in the air he served that was him in the fireman suit that was him we don't know that for sure he but was it limping probably, it probably was. injured limping and then stared right at her that was him 100 <sighs> percent. your turn to talk about scott this gem of a movie called finding purpose so so when we started this scott I yes. feel like you're memeing me a little bit because I was hoping to get some good movies, some like enjoyable watches. And I will say last week we my the other pick um what's it called? What was it called? Beach Bum. Beach I will Bum, say yeah. I did say that that was not a bad movie, just had a lot of bad characters in it, so it made me angry when I was watching it. Um this movie, Scott, this movie is a genuine bad movie that's what i'm gonna say it's a genuine b movie it's and i i hate to say bad movie because it's definitely like there was some love put into it by somebody and it it reeks of that like old kevin smith clerks kind of style of things where it's like it's a bunch of people that aren't actors that are just kind of jumping in because they want to do something fun and somebody's got some love into it that I guess the difference is Clerks was good and this is not. So, yeah. um, so I, I have a question. Yes. The beginning scene. Wh- <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that's where you went. Okay. Let's just let's just start with scene one, Scott. Let's start okay, with scene okay. one and go from there. I got a couple questions. Number one, the dude that's a sergeant in there is that the dude we're following through the rest of the movie? Is that yes. that's the guy? Because they're two different people. Because that takes place a long, long time ago. But they don't even look similar. Not similar no. in the slightest. No, they don't. They don't. 
Okay, number two. Is that yeah. supposed to take place in, like, Vietnam or something? No, it was uh, Bosnia, I think. Bosnia? Bosnia. Kosovo? Okay. Yeah. I guess I, I do remember reading that. I, my bad. For some reason, I disconnected the text from the beginning of the movie to that scene and thought they were two different things. Um, so... I'm gonna. My biggest criticism for this whole movie has to be the sound, and okay. it's weird that that's my biggest criticism, but it really is. The sound effects for this movie and all just the sound in general were terrible because it was so incredibly loud. Like <laughs> the voices were so low, and you could you could tell from from the start of the movie when they were talking and there was some made-up conflict between the quote-unquote soldier and the quote-unquote sergeant which was ridiculous by the way um yes every single time they were talking and somebody started walking um it sounded like the sound of crushed leaves were coming out of their mouth because it was so fucking loud you couldn't hear a word that they were saying um yeah it was a ridiculous fucking scene uh yeah the uh, the, the <coughs> war scene the movie opens up and it's a flashback war scene. Thank you, thank Im- you. I, I I can't get my thoughts straight to explain it. Thank you. Yeah, it, it it it's important to see this because the main character who you're following, you have to know that he has some serious mental health issues. He's got serious PTSD. He's got from- serious asshole issues too. So he's definitely yes, he's definitely a douchebag. But at the same time, you kind of feel sorry for him because no, he, I, I, I should I did I he, kind of felt sorry. He for knocked him. his he knocked his subordinate soldier on the ground and pointed his uh, M sixteen right in his face. So I'm gonna say no. I don't feel sorry for him in the slightest. In have you watched any war movie ever? Have you watched Saving Private Ryan and Full Metal Jacket and Platoon and? every single war movie if you're at fucking war you're an asshole that i mean you're gonna you're probably gonna die because you're at war so why do you have to be a nice guy like i i take i take no offense from that movie at all from from that scene i should say there's like there's like military asshole and then there's murderous asshole and he was he was he was really skirting the line between military and murderous asshole a little bit in the beginning. I feel like you have to be a murderous asshole if you want to be a high, higher ranked person in the military. I, like, I might be generalizing there. I think you but... are generalizing a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I really think you are. So, um, anyway, that whole scene happens, and then there's a ridiculous fight scene in there where... By the way, if you watch that scene, if you go back and watch that fight scene again, there's a stormtrooper blaster that gets fired at some point in that scene because there's <laughs> definitely a laser that fires into that uh, into the woods. There is definitely a red <laughs> laser. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so, okay, All right, enough about the the war scene. Yeah, that I'm sorry. That's so, we're really harping on the opening fucking scene, <laughs> so which, was, which was a battle. And I know it sucked. It was arguably the worst scene in the entire movie. But it's also so insignificant for the movie. It has nothing to do with it. 
You just need to know that the main character lost a lot of people in war, has post-traumatic stress syndrome because of it, and now he's like, doesn't have a job, he has no money, he's going to lose his house. Oh, and by the way, he's supposed to raise his special needs brother completely on his own. That's why I feel sorry for him. Yeah. You may disagree with me, but I do. It, they really decided to tick a lot of boxes with this guy. They really made a choice to tick a lot of boxes. So him. I could be wrong. I, I wish I had my uh, internet movie database pulled up here. But I think the guy who plays him is the guy who wrote, produced, directed, and starred in the movie. It probably is. The, the guy who... Um... The guy who played him was named John. John, John Cahill? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I'm pretty no, John sure Rain, I'm sorry. That, that's, the name, that's the name of the character. John Rain is the guy who did that. Yeah, so. Okay, John, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he is every... He, this is his baby. I So... And, and you compared it to Clerks, and I think that's a fair comparison. I mean, Clerks was a very low-budget movie, so was this. But for every one diamond in the rough, Clerks, there's probably a million movies like this. Oh, that I'm are sure there garbage. are. I'm sure there are. Um, so, all right. So we fast forward to uh, the greatest wake-up scene ever uh, when his phone <laughs> starts ringing and he he bursts out of just sitting up straight from his laying position. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's searching for his phone. And apparently he gets on the phone and talks to this lady who is like the, what do you call it? Um, social worker. Social worker, yeah, thank you. Who's a social worker. And apparently he's adverse to his brother going to like this program to like incorporate him, his brother, into like the real world or some shit like that. Like, is it like a work study program or some shit? No, I think it's like a, a hospital. I think they... They actually take his brother off of him. He has custody of his brother, who's like I said. He's I thought it. Needs. I thought it was a thing where whenever I, uh, I don't know when the last time you watched this, but I thought it was a thing where he, she, she called him because she was like, um, he was supposed to come today. You know, he was supposed to come for his thing today, and you know, this is another day. This is five times in a row that he's missed. So, like, she mentioned something like he missed five times in a row this past month or something like they're like five times he missed this past month like he should probably come and he's like no he's sick he's not coming stuff like that so it seemed like not something where he was like taking him to to stay there it was like a almost like a i i don't want to say class thing but almost like a an appointment thing where he would go there at certain times of the month so that he can like be assessed or learn stuff or some shit like that i don't know but like she had mentioned that he'd missed a number of times this month and like what the fuck is going on like we're gonna have to come at you if you're if you're gonna keep he's gonna keep missing so yeah and then they have and then they go to the scene where they're at the clerk store and they get the pop tarts and his brother has like the worst fall ever is is okay is that dude that plays him is that i know at the end of the movie it says dedicated to the memory of my brother the dude that plays him is not his real brother right like, oh, it's not. That, that's just an actor who's just playing a mentally challenged person. 
Correct. Okay, I couldn't... I mean, I, I should say, as far as I know, yeah. I wanted to make fun of it, but then I thought about it. I was like, he might actually be mentally challenged. Like, maybe... Because this is an indie flick, so maybe he just knew him and he put him in there to, like, play that role. So I was like, I'm hesitant to make fun of him for that. So... Actually, actually there's something I want to bring up real quick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the actor who's playing his, his handicapped brother is not in real life handicapped but that i don't know for sure but okay. i did want to mention something there's a movie that came out uh, uh shia labeouf is in it i think he like produces this movie writes it um it's called the peanut butter falcon i believe it's called i think i've and heard of that yeah shia, La- shia labeouf plays just like uh, a, a loner who lives on lives on his own and there's a mentally handicapped person who runs away from home who fi- who meets up with shia labeouf and the whole movie is Shia LaBeouf and this handicapped person's journey to get to where they need to be. This is a this is an acclaimed movie. It was in like film festivals because it was also low budget. The actor who plays the handicapped person in that movie is actually autistic and handicapped in real life. That's interesting. And Shia LaBeouf cast somebody, so it was like acclaimed for that reason. So that's interesting. The fact man. that the fact that he yeah that's that's a movie I haven't seen it. So I want to watch it. But the fact that he did that and it made such a big deal about it makes me believe that they didn't do that for this movie. <laughs> okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't tell just just because I don't spend that much time around handicapped people like that. So I wouldn't I didn't know. Um, right. This movie takes a lot of weird fucking turns, though. Um, mm-hmm. from like his buddy who who is like a former subordinate in the army who keeps calling him Sarge which has the greatest fucking wig in the world by the way this dude <laughs> wears the greatest worst wig to ever exist it's like this blatantly white gray wig that's really long that has does not look like it goes on his head at all um, but then it takes a lot of twists and turns of like oh you know we're gonna go to the bar and he's gonna you know get hit on by somebody who turns out as a hooker and then for some reason the dude that's serving him papers knows he's at the bar and just goes there and gives it to him um and yeah and then the next you're reading adam you are analyzing this movie way too much i told you going into it it is a b movie there's going to be holes in the plot there's going to be poor sound and video. Yeah, but the you whole point of it, the really whole point of it is on this. The whole point of it, the whole point of these these kind of movies though are to make fun of it. That's kind of the point of this movie is to make fun of it. Like there's I if you do you want me to analyze it on um, as like a authentic as like, you know, just did I have fun with the movie? No, not really. I had a few good laughs making fun of it, but I didn't have fun with it. I didn't think it was that fun to watch, really. Great with you this isn't a good movie but you and i both knew going into it it wasn't going to be a good movie yeah it's a low budget b movie and i enjoy watching bad horror movies and bad kung fu movies and terrible godzilla movies and making fun of them half of the fun is laughing at them i mean we have mystery science theater 3000 that made how many seasons of that show is there just solely making fun of low budget movies like, you love that show, so do I, for that reason. It's okay to make fun of B-movies. But what I don't need is Roger fucking Ebert here taking a look at this movie. We've been talking about it for 25 minutes, 
that we're not even to the main conflict yet. I mean, I I would argue the movie itself is the main conflict, but you know, I, you I'm gotta, not, okay. I'm not so over, his, I'm not his overanalyzing gets it. Taken from him, his the, the best part of the movie. His brother gets taken from him, and he decides to pull a heist and break his brother out of this hospital wherever he's being kept and he's on the run and and the police are after him the social workers after him they call him the fucking feds because yeah. he, go, he goes across state lines and yeah you can shit on the the, the costumes apparently, apparently he's he's the most wanted man in the country apparently but let's talk about the best part when he's driving to get away from everybody and he decides to stop at a rando strip club on the side of the road. Let's get let's, he, let's get he to did the say hat he did here. say to lay low. <laughs> he did say to he did say to lay low, and then he goes to Starbucks. Starbucks. It is called Starbucks. It is called Starbucks. <laughs> yes, you're right. I forgot about that. It's called Starbucks, that. and this strip club looks looks like it. I mean, it was. I want to say this, but you're going to poke fun at... You're going to shit on me again for saying it. I I was just going to say that it looks like it's the basement of some dude's house. But, I mean, that's probably where it was built. So, whatever. I think it was filmed at a real bar in our Majory, Ohio, which is like two minutes from us. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go there now and check it out. But Yeah, and this, this strip club has, like... Ohio's worst strippers ever working at. And one of the fun things is, randomly, John's sitting here at the bar. His his mentally handicapped brother is sleeping in the car. He's having some drinks, looking at some titties. And this woman comes up behind him. Turns out to be his ex-girlfriend, who now is, I don't know, is she the madam? Is she the manager? Is she the owner? She's... She I looks like she, she used to be a stripper. I thought she was way a, beyond. I thought she was a plastic sex doll. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you not All remember right. what she looked like? She looked like she's had so much plastic surgery. She does not look real. <laughs> that's just, okay. That's that. That's poking fun of the person in general. Whoever plays her, you need to get get out from under the knife. You need unless it's like a like a thing where you had a bad accident and that you had to have surgery, like stop having plastic surgery. You've had enough. You've had enough. All right. But it's just so random that he sees her there. And then, and then while he's there hanging out, she just like walks away from him and he overhears some commotion happening in the next room. And this is so fucking great. The hits keep coming with this movie. So he goes in to check it out and there's his ex and one of the other strippers who are, like, getting beat up by this big guy in a suit. So he comes in and he kicks the shit out of this guy. World's out, worst Russian accent, by the turns way. Turns out the dude was with the Russian mob. He was mobbed up. They owed him money, or the or the strippers stole money from him or something. And, and now, now they want to kill him. So he's running from the cops. He's running from the feds. Now he's running from the Russian fucking mob. It's great. It's great. It's so funny. Yeah, he had the world's worst Russian accent ever. And it's great. And what's really weird about it is while he's back there, like, 
by the way, deflecting the gun as it's firing and knocking the dude out. While he's back there doing all this stuff, there's his the Russian dude's like bodyguard or whatever bouncer up in the front, like knocking dudes out left and right, just just for no reason. Like the dude, one dude hit him over the head with a beer bottle, and he just turns around and they do like a fake punch, and he just like knocks this dude out, like it's fucking nothing. <laughs> by the yeah. way, by the way, the stripper to- stole a hundred thousand dollars from the Russians. He she stole a hundred thousand dollars by overhearing the combination to the safe or something like that and then just walking in and taking it and then after she took it didn't leave came back to work the next day or something and then got found out she didn't just immediately bolt i think she like hid the money or some shit (laughs) just saying just saying she must have been able to speak russian to overhear the code because why would he say it in English? Okay, I'm, I'm. Look at what you're doing to me. You're rubbing <laughs> off on me. That's something we don't. I don't remember how she. I don't remember how she got the like combination to the safe or whatever to get the thing. I don't remember it exactly. It doesn't how. matter. It doesn't matter. So she's got the money. John saves her ass. She got the money, skip. and they decide to go to Wally Mart. By the way, that was one yes, of. Yes, they did. That was one of the lines. She says, "Let's go to Wally Mart and find a motel." Yep. Well, Adam, the, the movie was filmed here. What what would you do if you were on the run from the police, the feds, and the Russian mob? You have a hundred grand in your pocket, and you're here in the valley. I you just, would probably go to Wally Mart and get a hotel. I just think it's be funny honest. because they can't legally say Walmart. I just think that's funny. They can't legally say Walmart, so they had to change the name. <laughs> that's all. Um, I think the the greatest. All right, let's get the let's greatest get, scene. How does it wrap up? I want to. I was going to say up. the greatest. The greatest moment in this whole movie is when he has a heartfelt speech and then turns the Russian mob leader uh, oh. to give himself up. He has this. Oh, it was so great! It was so great. The ending of this movie almost. All, I use the word almost. It almost redeemed the movie because it was awesome. So what happens is he contacts the Russian mob and said, "Hey, I have the money." We'll give it back to you. We don't want any problems. So he comes back to the strip club. The dude's the dude's in there, and uh, he walks in with the money. And he, you're right. He gives a heartfelt speech. The guy's probably gonna kill him anyway. And then all of a sudden, what happens? The feds bust in. He was wired up. He contacted the feds that were after him, and he said, "Okay, listen, I'm ready to make a deal." You want to get me because I'm this most wanted fucking criminal for breaking my bu- my brother out of a hospital and driving across state lines. What if I can get you a bigger fish? What if I can get you the Russian mob? And they're like, well, fuck yeah. So he makes, he cuts this deal with the feds and he has this sting operation. They bust the Russian mob. Dude gets off scot-free. The, somehow the social worker shows up at the strip club and she's like, Oh, congratulations, John. You beat the system, basically. Yeah, never mind like, that you still live in a shithole and, you know, you don't have food at your house, but yeah. Yeah, you, you still don't have a job or money and you still got to take care of your brother. But hey, we got Russians, or you got Russians arrested for us, so now, hey, we're going to turn the other cheek. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, I loved it. I loved the ending. This movie was very weird and not good. 
yeah, it was weird. It was not good, but uh, it was fun. I, I thought it was fun. I'm glad you thought it was fun. Hey, hey, wait! Do you wait? Do you see the sequel? <laughs> oh boy, I can, I cannot wait for that one. I I hope it'll be a while. Okay. So. Hey, so we're probably running long again because you yeah. had to write a fucking you had to write a fucking dissertation about a B movie. Look, my every God. when I do these course of cinemas, every single one of them, I have my phone out and I have like little notes. I take like little notes of things so I can f- remember to talk about it whenever we talk about this shit. You know, okay. that's what I do. I did it with the I did it with Beach Bum, and I did it with this movie too. And I'm gonna do it with next week's pick, Scott. What's my pick okay. for next week? All right. So here's your pick for next week, and I'm gonna give you an actual film. I'm not gonna give you a low budget B movie this time. I'm gonna give you a movie by the Cohen Brothers. You're going to watch the movie Hail Caesar, which is on Netflix. It's yeah. it's got uh, George Clooney, Josh Brolin, Channing Tatum. Yeah, okay. I was just looking at I was just looking it up on my phone. Okay. Okay. So the movie Hail Caesar, like I said, it's on Netflix. That's the movie you're gonna watch. Alright. I I will it's on Netflix. I will go ahead and uh mark that down for me to watch. Scott. Yes your, your pick. Okay. Let me I let me ask you something, Scott, real quick. How do you feel about found footage movies? I remember watching the Blair Witch Project when it was when it was all the rage. That was kind of like the first one. Then we've had like the Paranormal Activities and other ones since then. But yeah, okay, I'll give it a try. Okay, I want you. This is on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Okay. So okay. you'll have it there. I want you to give a watch to the movie called Bad Ben. Bad Ben. Yes. Bad Ben. It is a B found footage film. Okay. Alright. Is it a horror movie? Uh yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Usually they typically they are. Yeah. Yours yours is actually a comedy, so there you go. You're welcome. Okay. So that's our picks. We uh for those of you that want to participate and listen along with uh, how we talk about this mine is hail caesar you find that on netflix scott's is bad ben you can find that on amazon prime video if you want to get a hold of for distraction and you want to tell us what you thought about the movies or if if you decide you want to give us suggestions to look into maybe uh maybe doing something else for coercive cinema a different movie Email us for distraction at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Search for distraction at podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes, obviously. Search for distraction. We're also on Spotify and Google Play. If you want to listen there, search podcast FYD. We are a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official and official hub for the Be Real Network. We are still a member, as you've heard at the beginning of the show, of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and listen to us on there. Scott. Yes, sir. Good show. We ran under, we didn't go too much over time this time. We're getting back in the groove. We're getting back in the groove of doing it our normal way. Let's just hope people can hear me and understand me this time. Um, really, I got my fingers crossed. 